Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I look back at Monday Night Raw, especially Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Also, we have some amazing guests. From NXT, LA Knight joins the show. Also, getting ready for Rebellion this weekend with Impact Wrestling. Tasha Steeles, one half of your knockout tag team champions, joins us. And with some breaking news in the world of MLW, CEO Corp Bauer, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Before we talk about Charlotte's physicality, I want to throw something at you about Rhea Ripley and see if you agree or not, because... I'm, I mentioned this, I think last week, but I'm going to mention it again this week. I'm starting to get a little concerned. Uh, Rhea doesn't look very comfortable to me out there. I'm going to leave it at that blanket statement. Yes or no? Yeah, I agree with you. And what worries me even more than that bully is that's the same thing you said a few weeks in with Keith Lee. You know, Keith Lee at hot, hot, started hot, big victory over Randy Orton. Rhea Ripley starting hot, big victory over Asuka to win that Raw Women's Championship. Uh, at WrestleMania. At, Wrestle, at WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, big difference. But a few weeks in, you were like, Dave, I'm looking at Keith Lee. I'm looking at his eyes. I'm watching his body language. This is not the same Keith Lee we saw in NXT. And I said, Bully, Give it time, relax, and you're like, dude, I'm, I'm, I've seen this before. And look where Keith Lee wound up at WrestleMania, hanging out with Matt Camp, doing a watch along. Um, so, bully, when you say the same thing with Rhea Ripley, I, I it is definitely a cause for concern. She doesn't look comfortable just standing there uh, when she came out during um, Charlotte and Oscar's promo. She just, even with the championship, the way she had it on her shoulder didn't look right. And then later on, when she was walking around the ring with the championship slumped, uh, you know, over her shoulder, she didn't look right. She looks like a deer in the headlights right now. Um, I don't know what it is. I could probably, it's probably that main roster, 900 people in your ear. You don't know who to listen to. You don't know who you're trying to satisfy. You know, down in NXT, you got Hunter in your ear. Maybe Sean in your ear. Up in the main roster, you have so many different people telling you who you should be, what you should be doing, how you should be doing it, what you should be saying, how you should be saying it. And man... You start to forget who you are and how you got to the dance. And that's what I'm kind of seeing in Rhea. And it was weird also last night. I'm a huge fan of Rhea Ripley, and I'm a huge fan of her look. I've always dug her look. I always say she reminds me of Furiosa from, uh, from, uh, you know, uh, from Mad Max. But last night, Watching her walk around the ring, you know, Charlotte's gear pops, Asuka's gear pops, and then all of a sudden there's there's uh, Rhea all in black. She almost looked indie all in black, not indie Hartwell, like indie pro wrestling, you know, and I know it's her look and it's completely different, but as compared to the other women, she didn't look like a star, and that 
will catch Vince McMahon's eyes. Well, Rhea looked like a star on NXT. Not the same look here on Monday Night Raw. And, and Bully, I think part of the problem here is that I don't think Rhea knows who she is here on this main roster. Because I don't know. I mean, I mean, we saw her come out as a heel, correct? And she played the part of the quote-unquote heel in her victory at WrestleMania over Asuka. And now we're seeing her last night, and she's interfering in the match to help Asuka and to hurt Charlotte. Charlotte is clearly a heel right now on Monday Night Raw. So I don't know what Rhea is. I'm sure she doesn't know. So what's what's your body language supposed to be when you don't know if you're a face or you're or a heel? What's your attitude supposed to be when you don't know what your character is? I, I've mentioned this on the show before, and this is going back seven years ago. I went to a show where Angelina Love was wrestling, and she was wrestling like a local talent. This was out in New Orleans, and she was cutting a promo. And I remember her asking the promoter, she asked two questions. Who's my opponent, and am I a face or a heel? Opponent, uh, the, the, uh, the booker said, well, you're a heel. And I saw Angelina Love completely just change her facial expression, her body language, the way she stood, the way she held the microphone. You just saw it. It was amazing to me. I've never seen anything like it. The transformation in seconds, knowing that, hey, this is my opponent's name and I'm a heel. But does Rhea Ripley know who she's supposed to be? Does she have when, a defined personality or character right now on Monday Night Raw? When Angelina Love went into that change, did you concentrate on her body and how she changed in her body language? Yes. But it was impossible not to notice. So, it was so, Im- you, were lo- so you were looking. Listen, I was single then, and Angelina loves hot. Um, <laughs> anyway, but, so what do you want to know about Rhea Ripley? <laughs> anyway, yeah. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm wondering, like, if she's a heel, then why is she helping Asuka win when Charlotte is clearly a heel right now? I don't think she's a heel or a babyface. I just think she's somebody on Raw uh, uh, right now who happens to be holding a championship that they probably had no plans on her holding. Because this whole situation with Charlotte and how it unfolded, I'm not quite sure that the plan, this was the plan for Rhea all the time. I could be wrong. And if it was the plan for Rhea all this time, you now have a, you now have a talent who is unsure of themselves. I said it with, I'm glad that you pointed it out because I don't want to have to be the I told you so guy. I saw it with Keith Lee and I'm seeing the exact same thing with Rhea Ripley. Now, folks, you have to understand the things that I see, you might not be able to see. It's it's a look in a, in a talent's eyes. You can see the confidence level or you can see the lack of confidence, a glazed over look, a staring in one direction. The staring in one direction tells you a lot. Remember that promo that Rhea did a week ago or so where she was just staring off at the space that we almost thought she was reading off of a, you know, reading off of a a, a teleprompter? Yep. Yeah, that can happen. I see that in her eyes a lot. When you're staring off like that, it means you're trying to remember what to do or say next. It's not the same comfort level. I hope things change for her. I hope she gets her confidence. I hope she gets the right people in her ear. But listen, the main roster is and has always been a great white shark tank. Actually, sometimes it's just a, a piranha tank, and you have to you you just have to survive. How do you do that when you don't have a defined character or personality? I I I, I don't understand that. Like you know, I you hear about actors when they're you know, doing a tryout when they're reading a script. Like, they have to get into a a certain type of persona in order to be able to do that. How do you do that when you don't have a defined character to be able to do that? The number one thing Rhea Ripley can do for herself right now, and I don't know if she's done this yet. You want to know how you find out who you are, Dave? How? You go knock on Vince's door, and you say, you look him in the eyes, and you say, boss... Who do you need me to be and who am I? 
Because at the end of the day right now in the WWE, you're performing for an audience of one. If Vince doesn't like it, it's, it, 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 it's not going to be acceptable. Who, who am I, Vince? Who is Rhea Ripley? Who do you want Rhea Ripley to be? What type of star do you need Rhea Ripley to be for your, for your company? What do you need Rhea Ripley to look like? What do you need Rhea Ripley to work like? Get it right from his mouth. Don't listen to all the agents. Don't listen to all the other talent. Not that you can't glean some good info from everybody else and helpful advice. I would go right to the source. What do you want, boss? Because once he tells you, then you know. Polly, the thing that's crazy in this whole situation, and we talked about that with Keith Lee because Keith Lee beat Randy Orton. Man, you're going to beat Randy Orton? They must have a plan for you. And it's it seems like they did not. They just put a championship title around the waist of Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. How do you do that without knowing a defined character and personality for the wrestler you just put that title on? Now, let's play devil's advocate. Maybe they know exactly who they want Rhea Ripley to be, and Rhea is just not getting the job done. I don't think this is the case, though, because how do you get the job done in NXT, but you can't get the job done in the main roster? bigger stage much bigger stage more pressure and it it, okay well then i then i'll then then i would like to introduce into evidence bianca belair same stage same pressure nowhere near the confidence troubles that i'm seeing with rhea ripley right now bianca seems cool calm and collected doesn't she yeah there's no doubt about it So I, I, and I have an apples to apples comparison because Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley were both sitting on that apron together at the end of the women's Royal Rumble. And they finished number one and number two, and they both went on to win championships at WrestleMania. It's, it's a carbon copy path, but with Bianca, I'm seeing confidence with Rhea. I'm not, I see the same Bianca Belair that I saw in NXT. I do not see the same Rhea Ripley that I saw in NXT. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Where does Asuka go? Where does Rhea go? And when do you think we'll get Charlotte back? I have no idea with, with Charlotte. I mean, she just returned. So what are they going to do? Put her on the shelf again? Okay, so if she's suspended indefinitely, um, I mean, we have to have some sort of timeline. Does she just show back up in a month, in a week? Does she show back up uh, in a week and keep beating up referees and keep beating people up and keep getting fined and suspended? Does she get on the microphone and, you know, say, you know, do they arrest her? You, do you get an interview with her saying, you could find me as much as I want? I don't care. I have more money than anybody else in this place. Bunch of things you can do with Charlotte. Uh, I like the look in her eyes last night. I like the fact that she beat up the refs last night, that she wasn't listening to anybody last night. If we're going to go in a certain direction with Charlotte, let's go with it. If if you're going to be... If you're going to be the daughter of the dirtiest player in the game, why not just become dirtier than the dirtiest player in the game? And there's her new tagline. Dirtier than the dirtiest player in the game. <laughs> How's that? Listen, boom. But you can understand why she was upset last night too. There, you know, she couldn't get to Rhea. She took out all her frustration on the referee because, as as the referee, how could you not see that she has her opponent in a submission hold and doesn't see the outside interference that caused, you know, ultimately to lose that match. So I kind of, and if we had an arena full of people, I think that arena full of people would have cheered Charlotte last night. It's like the kid on the playground, you know, you know, who gets pushed and then he pushes back. But the teacher only sees the kid who pushes back. Yeah. And that's what happened last night. You know, Charlotte got pushed. Uh, uh, Rhea had no business sticking her nose in there. But she did, which could ultimately have let, led to Charlotte's loss. And then Charlotte took out her frustrations on everybody, except the person who did the actual dirty work. So. This is one of those stories where we have to see how it plays out. I'm interested. I think Charlotte has done a phenomenal job on the microphone. I love the fact that she goes after all of the other women in the locker room and calls them a bunch of phonies because that's really how it is in wrestling with all the smiling to each other's faces and, oh, how are you? So good to see you, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the minute you turn around, you get nine knives in your back. Um, (laughs) It's a shoot, brother. It's a shoot. A lot of phony mother truckers in this industry. Um, So... Time will tell. So far, I'm on board with the story. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. I, I'm not expecting him to stay with NXT long. I think before you know it, he is going to be on that main roster. And speaking of L.A. Knight, and as I said, Mr. Tuesday Night, L.A. Knight joins us right here on Busted Open. Good morning, sir, and thank you for the time. Good morning. Bright and early. Here we are. It's me and you. Bully Ray will throw him in there, too. Here we all are. What a wonderful morning it is. So, uh, you know, we've had John before he came over to NXT. So how has life been with NXT these last few months? It's been great. I mean, look, a lot of it's an adjustment period. Um, You're talking about uh, just a different system, a different uh, different game, if you will. Uh, But it's been... Nothing short of um, an adventure. Uh, it's been damn good so far. L.A., you talk about adjustments. What's been the biggest adjustment that you've had to uh, make since coming over to NXT? Well, I mean, if you want to get right down to it, the first, the first thing is just moving across the country from California to Florida. Uh, but, but, I mean, if you're talking just, um, you're talking just purely uh, from the wrestling aspect, the, the schedule, um, I mean, obviously we're on a, a COVID-adjusted schedule, but – 
you know, in uh, past companies I've worked before, they do the cluster tapings, but we are live every single week. So it's just a matter of uh, it, it's a go, go, go schedule. And in all honesty, I dig that because it keeps, uh, keeps the rhythm going. One of the things that me and Dave have been talking about with you is obviously your promo style, your promo ability. I've always thought you've been excellent on the stick uh, since you've gotten to NXT. Um, you're obviously extremely comfortable with the way you deliver the messages. Uh, how much freedom are you experiencing right now? Are you, are you able to collaborate with the powers that be so you can uh, uh, have some of your unique style involved in your promos? It's actually, uh, I don't know how or why, um, but I've been given a decent amount of trust in that area um, to the point where uh, they're kind of letting me freestyle on a lot of it. Uh, any of those walk-ups you see where, uh, let's say, just before my match and just before they go to commercial and I'm walking up and talking, that's all off the top. Um, so there's a lot of that stuff where I'm just I'm free to run, and I dig that. I, I, don't, I don't know if everybody's getting that, hopefully, um, but I'm digging the fact that I got that going right now. And I'm loving this story that we're going to see played out in this match tonight because tonight on NXT on USA, we're going to see you in the ring with Dexter Loomis. Uh, what can we expect tonight in this matchup? Well, I mean, you're talking about coming out from, uh, what, two weeks ago. We had the gauntlet eliminator. Uh, what, you had yep. four guys on the L.A. night? Ah. I got a feeling that everybody's got a little something coming to him, but particularly when you look at uh, Dexter Loomis here and that, that creepy goof uh, comes up from behind and, you know, grabs me in his little hold. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like now he's, he's got a little love tryst going on here. He's, he's, he's smitten. So I, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work out for him. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight, but I got a good idea that I got something special for him. When I listen to you cut promos, um, they sound very natural. They remind me of somebody else. Uh, your tone, your inflection, your cadence, even your movement in the ring reminds me of The Rock. Is The Rock somebody that you admired, or and is that a promo style that uh, you try to emulate? The funny thing is, uh, you know, I did his show, uh, what, seven years ago. It was a show called The Hero. And sometimes if you would hear his voice or my voice off screen, it would be tough to tell whose was whose. I, I don't know if it was just a matter of me watching him on, on TV as a kid and it just kind of, you know, influenced the sound of my voice. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I take from – here's my – or my uh, – what's it called? My uh, – I can't even think right now. Uh, basically, my, my top guys are uh, Hogan – Flair, Rock, Austin. So I take a little bit from everybody, probably the least of which from Hogan because it's just it's tough too. Um, but for the most part, those are my guys. So, yeah, I mean, you're probably going to see a little bit of influence in there. Sometimes there's even a little bit of Jake in there. Um, but, yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that, that stuff's all in there. You know, I was a big a fan of, of yours. I, I mentioned this on the show. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, like it, it's funny because I always describe my promo style as uh, it's a mixture between me uh, at a party and me arguing. Um, because if you hear me in either of those situations, it's very much the same tone, the same inflection, the same uh, delivery all over is, is me. Just mix me at a party with me arguing. And you got L.A. Night. All right. I like it. Um I, I've mentioned on this show many times, I was a big fan of yours when you were with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and then you had the opportunity with NXT right after that before going to Impact Wrestling, and now you're back there again. What's the biggest difference between then and now in regards to NXT? Oh, boy. Oh, boy, you're digging right now. Um, I, well, there's one big difference, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just uh, leave that at the wayside because nobody needs to mention that, but... Uh, it, it, it's just more relaxed. Um, it feels mm-hmm. um, like more of a positive environment, I'll say, uh, because it, it, it didn't feel that way the first time around. And, and I don't think that that was a system thing necessarily so much as a uh, single individual thing. Um, but I think that uh, as the systems move forward from that time, uh, it has become a little bit more positive as I've noticed. And, and we're still, I mean, we are kicking ass. We're doing work down here, but at the same time, it just feels a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more chill. 
one of the things that me and Dave have been talking about when it comes to you is is it almost feels like you are custom tailored for the main roster. And most of the time, yeah. we're not looking for NXT talent to go to the main roster. We actually want them to stay in NXT because we believe that they can flourish a lot more. Um, your thoughts on the main roster or how long you'd like to stay in NXT and, you know, just hone your craft. What are you saying, Bully? You trying to kick me out of NXT already? Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But but I, we're actually paying you a compliment that we don't pay to many because you have this larger than life persona. Your promo yeah. is so fucking good. That's like when Vince is, is going to see you and he's going to go, damn it, give him to me now. Speaking of which, I, I gave uh, Bully a compliment not too long ago. I was saying, man, you're in really good shape right now. And he oh, he was he was really flattered by it. I got to tell you. Uh, he gave me a lot of shit for it, actually. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, no, for me, I, I as soon as as soon as this whole deal was set in motion with me coming to NXT, me coming to WWE, I had a lot of goals that I wrote down and things that I wanted to do. So uh, let's say the opportunity came uh, tomorrow that they were like, "Hey, we want to send you to SmackDown." I'd be like, "That's awesome," but at the same time, there'd be a part of me that's like, "I didn't accomplish." a couple of the goals mm. that I set for myself here in NXT. So um, th- th- there'd be a mixed reaction. I'd be more than appreciative. I would love it, and I would go and I would work my ass off to the best I could. At the same time, I'm still thinking, okay, there's work for me to do here in NXT, and there's things I need to accomplish. So when you look at the roster in NXT, and, and who do you think you would gel best with? Where is the best business to be done with LA Knight? Who do you have your sights set on? Man, man, oh man, there's, there's, there's such a crop. Um, I got to tell you, after watching uh, Walter and Ciampa, I feel like uh, either of those guys I'd like to get in there with. Um, uh, it's something about the, the personality of a cross. Uh, I, I like that. Um, Adam Cole, I mean, God, he, name somebody. And I mean, pretty much there's a good opportunity to put something decent together. You mentioned Walter and Ciampa, and in no way, shape, or form am I questioning your uh, ability to be physical. But Walter and Ciampa and, uh, almost have this next level. Fi- they have that next level physicality. Is that something that you welcome? Yeah, because when I watched that, like that got me amped, and I, I was like, "All right, let's turn it up a little bit." Um, I know that uh, you know my, my style might not be uh, strong style or whatever they call it. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I kind of dig that. Okay. All right. I mean, again, a definitely physical style. One thing, though, since you've made your debut with NXT, um, a lot of people on social media loving what you're doing week in and week out on NXT. Do you buy into social media? Is social media something? Do you look on Twitter after hate- your appearances? I hate social media so much. I participate in it from time to time. I'll just toss stuff out there. I try to keep stuff semi-regular. You'll probably see a post from me maybe three, four times a week. Just because I'm like, eh, I'll give it a shot. But I try to pay as little attention to it as possible because it is, uh, just my opinion, just the evil of the world. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe that's going against what the company said. I mean, you know, they, they love social media. Everybody loves social media. But my God, if you spend just a couple minutes on Twitter, it goes south real quick. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I try to just put stuff out there so people can consume it, and otherwise I'm steering clear. Do, do, do you steer steer clear of social media more for personal reasons or professional reasons? Both, uh, because I think that uh, sometimes you can hear uh, a hundred tweets of praise and be like, oh, that's great, and then there's one thing where you'll be like, oh, wait a minute, okay. And you, you start to kind of second guess or think twice or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you know, but, but then also on the personal level, it's like, there's just no point in engaging with any kind of like negativity or anything. Like It does nobody any good. You're not changing anybody's opinion on anything. Nothing's going to change. Might as well just put my content out there. You can consume it. I'll walk away. And then when it's time for me to put something else out there, I'll put it out there. But there's no point in me going debating anybody anywhere. You want to debate me. Come here and put a camera in front of us, and we'll do it here at NXT. 
You know what? That's actually a, a healthy way to look at it because it is human nature. And, and Bully and I have this conversation all the time. After a show, we can get 100 people praising our show, but that one negative comment is the one that's going to stick with you. And then you find yourself right. kind of reevaluating what you did just based on one comment. So actually what you're saying, I think, is very, very healthy way to use social media. 100%. But, but then the funny thing is a lot of times those negative all they're looking for is attention. If you just like their tweet or even give it a little response, all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, I didn't think you'd actually respond. Now all of a sudden it's, you know, flattery and praise and whatever. Um, but yep. even if it doesn't do that, it's just there's no there's no point in having it. Like even on, like, Facebook personally, it's like, you know, you might see somebody who says something just ridiculous and you're like, I want to say something. And it's like, you know what, what's the point? Where's it going to go? And at the same time, Social media doesn't pay me. I get paid to be here. So for me, I'm not going to go, you know, cut a promo on somebody on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to do that here on a microphone in front of the camera. L.A., uh, in the wrestling industry, it's very often confidence gets mistaken for ego. Um, I've been around you a couple of times. I know you're a very confident guy in your ability. Has your confidence ever been mistaken for ego amongst the boys or in the business? Boy, oh boy, you are uh, hitting the nail on the head there. Well, here's, here's where it also gets confused. Is I, um, this is going to be a shock to a lot of people. I'm a bit of an introvert. Stay to myself, especially if I don't know people. So if I'm brand new to a locker room, I'll say hello to everybody, and I'll just kind of go off by myself because in my mind I'm thinking I don't want to bother anybody. If somebody wants to talk to me or if I have something really pertinent to say, I'll approach them and I'll talk to them. But otherwise, I'm going to say hello, and then I'm going to go do my own thing until somebody you know, shows an interest or whatever in talking to me. So now you see me carrying myself in a certain way. Then you see what I do in the ring on a microphone, which is uber-confident. And all of a sudden, I'm not talking to anybody in the back. And then people are like, well, well, who the hell does this guy think he is? So that's something that's chased me from day one. When I started in HWA in Cincinnati, it was that for like probably a few months. Uh, when I got to uh, NXT the first time here, I was hated for like the first three months. And it, it's usually like a three-month period before everybody kind of figures out like, oh, wait, this guy's actually okay. Uh, same thing at Impact when I got there. It was like... Uh, big time heat in the locker room. And then there was one magical night. Uh, there might've been some tequila and wine that helped me come out of the shell. Uh, but all of a sudden big baby face turn and we were good to go. But uh, now it's like, I've been around enough uh, cross paths with enough people that it's, it's not exactly like that anymore. Um, so it, it's much easier to uh, integrate into the system now. Well, whether it was championship wrestling from Hollywood, Impact Wrestling, the NWA, and now with NXT, uh, you're definitely killing it in the ring and on the microphone. Don't forget tonight, NXT, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time on the USA Cable Network. Dexter Loomis and L.A. Knight face off. And L.A. Knight, man, thank you so much for the time and good luck tonight. Thank you, guys. You're not going to want to miss it. Check it out. Thanks, man. Knock them dead. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray, and now Joy. One half of Fire and Flavor, one half of your Impact Knockout Tag Team Champions, friend of the show, the one and only Tasha Steeles. Tasha, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. You know what, Dave? I love that energy because when Flavor, when the Flavor hits the mornings on Busted Open, you have got to have all that energy. I love it. I love it. Kudos to you, Dave. Thank you, Tasha. You know why? And here's why. And we could, we're could we going to get into what's going to take place this weekend at Rebellion. We're going to get into who could possibly be stepping into the ring with you guys uh, this weekend at Rebellion. But, Bully, the big reason why I love Tasha so much is she's Jersey. You understand Jersey, the greatest state in this great country of ours, yes. New Jersey, Tasha. Yes, yes. Straight out of the Brick City, North New Jersey. New Jersey, the greatest state, like you said, Dave, of all of America. I don't know what I why everybody's hating on Jersey so much, but Jersey is the absolute best. Okay. Yes, I'm right. just gonna Absolutely. say Absolutely. Right in the shadow of New York City. Absolutely. <laughs> no, screw that. Screw that. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Bully. Best Italian food? Jersey. Most intelligent, creative people. Jersey, your greatest athletes, Jersey, your best music, Jersey, and your best tag team in pro wrestling, one half of your tag team champions in Jersey, Bully. Jersey, 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 Jersey. And let's not forget the Jets and the Giants. They play where? In Jersey. In Jersey. And they're still. But they're called the New York Giants and the New York Jets, not the Jersey Giants. They They play play in Jersey. Jersey. Go get your own stadium in New York. Don't come to Jersey then. I'm getting ganged up on over here. I don't know. I'm getting tag teamed. I don't know if I like it. (laughs) Especially if Greg is involved. Oh my God, man! You can't get you can't get away from Jersey. I, to, to, to the point, Tasha, I moved. My wife and I and our family we moved to the mountains of Jersey, right on the border of New York. But we made sure we stayed in Jersey, the good half. You know what I mean? Hey, long as long as you're still in Jersey, that's all that counts. You know, uh, I think the border of New York they need a little flavor, a little Jersey flavor anyway. So you know, that's okay. You you can move up there. All right. All right. So I, I got to ask a serious question. Let me, let, let me get to the wrestling for a second here, Dave, because I want to put Tasha over for a second. Go ahead. Um, and Dave, you can back me up on this. The first time I saw Tasha and her partner on Impact, I was I was really wowed because I thought you guys had such a, a great look together. And I said, Dave, these two have a future together. These two will one day be champions. Talk to me about your run in Impact so far, your relationship with your partner, and why everything is hitting on all cylinders for you right now. I mean, my run is so great. Like, I, I have... First of all, I didn't even expect to get a job during a pandemic. Like, I, I've never heard anybody doing that. At the beginning of the pandemic, I never heard people getting jobs. People were losing jobs. So mm-hmm. um, me getting a job with Impact and really starting my career even more was a blessing to me. Um, Kiara and I, we've been friends for a, a very long time. And I have been, you know, making my rounds around the indie scene and doing some stuff with Ring Bonner and NWA. Um, and with Impact, I did like one or two appearances. So from there, um, just the vibes in the backstage and everything with, with the rest of the girls was just so good that I felt like that was my place to be. So, uh, you know, I, I just sat and I talked with Kiara and I said, hey, listen, what do I got to do to keep showing my face to impact. What do I have to do? Like, I know I have to kick down those doors of opportunities. I know I have to market myself verbally and physically, but what do I like? Tell me something more. Cause she's already in there. So she basically just told me, Hey, listen, keep showing up and they're going to see you, you know, no matter if you think they're not, they're going to see you. So just keep showing up. And that's what I did. And I kept showing up. And like right before, I think it was like the Atlanta show, right before the pandemic hit, um, I was in Atlanta when they had their tapings and it was just like with, with Gail and, and Tommy and Scott and they just saw me and they were like, you know what, we we want to bring you in. We want to give you a shot. And uh, when I when we did have the tapings, I had no clue what I was going into. 
And um, once I got there, they immediately said, you know what? We like your backstage five for Kiara when you were just coming through here and visiting and they wanted to give it us, give us a try. And we definitely said, if you give us a try, you are not going to regret it. You were, we will take this ball and we're not just going to run with it. We're going to go all the way down the field, touchdown, slam dunk, all that with it. So, and that's what we did. And here we are a year later, tag team champions and uh, going into rebellion. Um, looking forward to defending our tag team titles again and winning again. And being in a major pay-per-view for Impact Wrestling, because all eyes are going to be on this pay-per-view rebellion that's coming up this weekend. A big reason is Kenny Omega and Rich Swan, but I think a lot of people want to check out the chemistry that you have uh, with Hogan. And you're going in the ring with Jordan Grace. Of course, things have changed over the last few weeks. Uh, who do you think you're stepping into the ring with at Rebellion this weekend? I mean, for a champion like me, I'm always staying ready for whoever, Dave. I mean, we've gotten in the ring with a, a, a legend in jazz and defeated them. Yep. I mean, that we we already raised the bar as to who needs to come in here and try and defeat us. I mean, we 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 have Jordan's number. We got our number. We got our cell number. We got our whole number. We got all the numbers for Jordan. <laughs> we already know how to defeat Jordan. So whoever her tag team partner is, they got to come 10 times harder for fire and flavor because we are starving. We're not just hungry. We're starving. And we're going to keep these titles. And we're going to keep fighting. And it doesn't matter who it is because if we could beat a legend like Jazz, come on now. Who's next? You said right before the pandemic, you kept showing up and showing your face. Are you talking about that old school way of just flying yourself in or just getting yourself to the show and just bringing your bags and hopefully somebody sees you and you're in the right place at the right time? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, I learned that from being at uh, with Damian Adams. You know, he comes from that old school mentality. He was trained by Rip Rogers and um, with him, he, this is what he taught us. He taught me, he taught Dion, he taught Karen Q, he taught Chris Rivera. He taught all of us how to get ourselves out there. Like you can't just expect someone to just pick you up. You have to go and you have to kick down those doors yourself and you have to market yourself and you have to send yourself out there and invest in yourself in order for people to invest in you back. So yeah, that's what I was doing. I was flying myself out there, driving, flying. It didn't matter what I did. I spent the money and it was all worth it to me because here I am having a job and not only having a job, but I have a title and I'm successful in my career. And I give that advice to everybody who ever asks like, oh, can I just send an email and then wait for them? Like, no, send the email, but at the same time, go there. You know what I'm saying? The worst you can hear is no, not right now. It's not like they're going to ban you, you know? So that's what I did. And look, look where I am today. Excellent answer. Yeah. And, and again, that's advice for anybody that's looking to, to, to improve their situation. And Tasha was able to do it. Like she said, at the beginning of this pandemic bully, it's a, it's a bit different now. Economies, different things are open up. She did it at the worst possible time when people were losing their job. She actually gained the job. Uh, you mentioned jazz and, and obviously things have happened now where she is stepping aside, but what was it like stepping into the ring with a legend like jazz? Oh, man, like when I first was able when I first found out jazz was coming, my heart dropped because this is a woman that I've watched on TV for years and idolized over um, besides Trish Stratus. But this is a woman who, for my culture, has kicked down some doors and raised the bar for someone like me, for someone like Bianca Belair and, and, and Sasha Banks and uh, Naomi and Kiara, you know, and the list goes on and on to actually do something and actually be something in this in this uh, sport. You know what I'm saying? So um, when I first saw Jazz, the first thing I I, I I wanted to just hug her and say thank you. And that's what I did. I, I, I thanked her for her contributions to wrestling because someone like her uh, inspired someone like me to do what I'm doing today. So um, and then when I found out I was going to have a singles with her, I had to immediately get out of my head because I'm like, all right, I got to I got to show and prove, you know, what I'm saying, because if I drop the ball with someone like Jazz, F it like I, I how can I show my face back in impact? You know what I'm saying? How can I show my face back on TV? Like I, I just dropped the ball, get in the ring with a legend like Jazz, you know, so I immediately had to get out of my head. And um, it was so crazy because she actually let me lead her 
in the match, which was something I was not expecting at all. So I was able to lead her in the match and she enjoyed my chemistry in the ring with her and uh, me and Kiara being in the ring with her at the same time. She just enjoyed it and we'd enjoyed it so much more. And I just, I have so much respect for jazz, so much love for jazz. And to this day, I still thank jazz for coming through and, um, you know, giving us that knowledge that we needed. Tasha, one of the conversations that me and Dave have a lot here on Busted Open is freedom in the wrestling business, freedom on the microphone, freedom to go out there and perform and have the matches that you'd like to have. Um, We had L.A. Knight from uh, NXT on this morning, and he was talking about the freedoms he's allowed to have in NXT. What freedom does Impact Wrestling grant you or you and your partner or the women's division when you're out there on the microphone or in the middle of the ring? Oh, man. Yeah, freedom. We got more than just freedom. Like, we, they already know just by watching us backstage, they already say, okay, here, this is, we need this type of promo. You guys already know what to do. Camera angle. Like, when the camera is on, we know how to entertain and everyone back there love it. Like, we, when we're just cutting our promos or we're, you know, just when we're doing anything, people just like to stand around and watch us. And it's it's so humbling because now I know that I, I'm doing a good job of what I'm doing, you know, because I, we're back there just being ourselves. And this is like us 24 seven like this. You don't have to. This is not something that turns off, turn on like we are like this 24 seven. We are just entertaining here and I we have fun backstage and that's what it's all about wrestling, having fun, you know, so we, we have fun. Yes, we have a lot of freedom. We have a lot of freedom to say what we want as long as, you know, of course you have to watch the explicitness and you know be careful what you say but we know what to say and we have fun with it and um we do things to help the company not bring it down so um any ways that we know how to entertain we get that freedom for so i love it uh fire and flavor you're Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions, Tasha along with Kiara Hogan, going up against Jordan Grace. And, you know, we're going to have to find out. We're going to have to tune to Fight TV April 25th to find out exactly who Tasha is going to face, you know, for these tag team championships. And, of course, you can watch Impact every single Thursday night on Access TV or Twitch. Tasha, always a pleasure. We got to get you on again after you keep defending these tag team titles. So appreciate you and appreciate Appreciate everything that you're doing and good luck on Sunday at Rebellion. We got to bring that fire and flavor to bust it open. We might you take gotta, over the show, though. We we, never, we might take over the show. I'm just saying. So be prepared. Mm. Tasha, I'm ready to give you the microphone. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to that unpromising Thunder Rosa. That she'll never have a <laughs> microphone here on Busted Open. But Tasha, you will always have oh, a microphone here. What's your beef so, with Thunder Rosa, though? Like, what's going on with your beef? Like, you have to fight with her? And man, oh, she's like, petty. Here we go. Petty. Here we go. She's petty. She's petty. She took my shirt. She ripped it up and wiped her ass with my shirt, Tasha. Oh, man. Yeah, Thunder she Rosa, did that. man. Not Dave. No. Out of all people, Dave, you do that, too? Unbelievable. Of listen, course that, you listen, do it to Dave. That of person, course. That person. Dave, listen, you know, if you ever need any backup, Jersey, Jersey to the heart, you I know what number to dial, okay? I'm not afraid of no Thunder Rosa. We had wars before, okay? Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa knows Tasha Steele's very, very well. Damn so. right. Damn right. You see, you see, I know what's going on here. Now you're trying to book yourself yeah, into an May angle first. on Impact, May too. First. Hey, I'll you're do trying that to get too. yourself booked everywhere. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Court Bauer joins us right now. Court, good morning to you. Hey, guys. Good morning. How's it going? Good, man. Excited. Exciting news breaking 9 o'clock Eastern time last night, and that is MLW is now going to be on Vice. Talk about it. How excited are you, and how did this whole thing go down? Uh, you know, it, it took some time, like deals do, but, uh, you know, the, the hardest part is just trying to keep the dam from, from cracking and spilling because 
there was chatter last week about it, and I just couldn't comment, couldn't say anything. I was like, oh, God, we got to announce this soon because people are starting to figure this out. And so it's good, though. I think it's, it's cool when people are excited. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to decode and see what is out there and, and about it. Uh, we're, we're excited about this. Yeah, and, and Bully, I was talking to Court, and I was asking him, trying to, you know, get a little information out of Court, and he was like, fuck you, LaGreca, you're getting shit out of me. <laughs> and, and I'm kind of glad that he did do that, because, like, fans, seeing that this platform for MLW on Vice, because Court, you know what, Vice is in the game when it comes to TV channels with Dark Side of the Ring, and with Dark Side of the Ring doing as well as it does, this is a really good gateway for MLW. It's funny because actually Vice was backstage at our first show back in 2017 for the, uh, well, for one shot. And they were documenting a lot of that. Uh, So this relationship kind of goes back four years to day one when we brought back the league in Orlando. And so there's probably a lot of weird candid footage from that night because, you know, you go in with the best intentions of your first show back. And, you know, it's it's wrestling. Crazy shit's going to happen. So, uh, they have some great material if they ever want to use it. But I, I think Vice, you know, they have a deeper relationship with wrestling than most networks where it's just, hey, what do you got? Uh, we're willing to pay this. Uh, if it does, if it brings eyes, great, but we're, we're, we're not too invested in it. Vice has a real passion for wrestling. And, and with Dark Side and their other show, The Wrestlers, and they've done some other uh, one-offs with, with programming, uh, they've been really into this scene. And finally, I think they just found the right partner that really kind of complemented what they're doing, what they are culturally. And, and we can't wait to see where we can take this. Court, are you going to be providing original content right off the bat? Or will you be bringing people up to speed on, you know, the company and the talent in your company? That's the biggest thing. Great question because uh, it's something I learned from Vince. It's like when we would, were moving from like, I don't know what network to another network, whether it was Spike back to USA or CW to uh, Sci-Fi or something. It was like Vince's the thing Vince always says, don't assume they even know anyone in this company. You have to kind of reintroduce everyone, and there's a lot of different ways you do that. You can't make the assumption that's all – the same audience migrating over. It surely will be two thirds maybe, but you want to grow the audience and build the audience for us. There's never been more eyes on MLW as there will be with vice. And so phase one of this, we decided let's introduce everyone to the, the talent, the rivalries, the history and kind of build equity in that. So people have a feeling for it. They have a feel for who they like, who they hate, why they feel that way. And some of the, the bigger moments in MLW. So phase one's going to be rolling out uh, shows where you know, also you have crowds, which I think is, is a nice thing. So we'll show yeah. at first some of our, our uh, footage. Actually, I think, Dave, you were there. We'll show footage from Dallas and Philly uh, from 2020. Yep. And then stage two will kick in and uh, we'll have new content. And uh, we'll have more about that stuff uh, on Wednesday's Fusion. So stay tuned to uh, 7 p.m. Fusion on Wednesday night YouTube and BM Sports on uh, Saturday. But you got to keep people kind of understanding what the product is and keep you know banging those war drums. Uh, Court, with things starting to open up a little bit and we're starting to see audience kind of filter back to pro wrestling, is is it safe to assume that you're going to kind of wait a little bit as far as new programming when fans are back and able to to be a part of it? Yeah, my feeling is, you know, we've done this empty arena thing for, for a bit, like everyone. Uh, and there's a time and place when you really want to have the crowds back, but you have to make sure it's safe. You want to do it right for them. You want to do it right for the talent, the crew, everyone. And so we're almost almost at that point. We've been talking with athletic commissions. We've been talking with the local uh, buildings in different cities and, and, and kind of determining a path forward. And, and we're going to have more news on that soon. But it, it's really important because the way I book, it's, it really is based on heat. And it's like really hard to do my job and for my guys to do their job when there's no crowd. You have the artificial things you can, you can augment and, and, and put in there, but it's just not the same. So I am desperately desperately in need of a crowd sooner rather than later. And with UFC getting back into it and doing more with crowds and, and WWE looking at their 2021 and beyond and, and, and considering it, uh, we're, we're right there and having those same kind of conversations. 
court, you bring up a great point about the Vince McMahon mentality of never assume that they know who you are. You always want to bring your audience up to speed because you never know when somebody new is tuning in. Um, let's assume somebody new is tuning in to bust it open this morning. They never heard of Court Bauer or MLW. Please tell some of the people listening about your talent and what your brand of pro wrestling offers. Yeah, great, great opportunity to do that. Um, what we do is we do things a little different. You know, we identify MLW as a combat sport. What is a combat sport? Violence. Uh, we have real badass guys that have been in the UFC for 10 years, like Filthy Tom Lawler. We have guys that are like a modern-day Vader, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Umaga rolled up into one, and Jacob Fatu, our world heavyweight champion. You have storied families, including the Von Erichs, the next generation of them with Ross and Marshall Von Erich. Los Parks, Ellie Park and his sons, one of the most famous families in Mexico, they're our world tag team champions. Leo Rush, you know, another familiar face there with, uh, he's our world middleweight champion. You have new era talent like Myron Reed, Richard Holiday, Alex Hammerstone. You have guys that have come from Mexico and Puerto Rico, like Mil Muertes, a lot of people know from Lucha Underground. You have some homemade monsters like Madge Kruger, a big seven-foot bastard that could fly. Calvin Tankman, who is a very special talent that I think people are going to really like. The guy has a background in MMA, played Division II football, got a few looks by WWE, and he's a beast. And so what we try to do in MLW is just take these different fighting styles, whether it's Lucha, whether it's Strong Style, brawlers and just let's see what the styles look like when they get in the ring but also have something grounded in reality our guys we don't we don't do scripted promos we don't have you know a long rehearsal or anything where people go out there with an invisible wall and talk about their feelings while the wrestlers outside patiently listen and nod or in agreement or or, or disagree uh we want to give action and we want to do things a little more outrageous um that's why i think vice is such a good fit for us because in the past, we'd have guys, you know, talking about, you know, enjoying, you know, smoking blunts and stuff. So it's we're a little edgier, a little different. We don't try to force it. It's just these are the guys. This is their lives. And we try to spotlight it, maybe crank it up a little bit. But these are these people and their unique journeys. And we just try to give them that that opportunity to go out there and just do their thing, you know, with, with and not hold them to the constraints of other organizations, which are a little more rigid in their system, for better or for worse. We just try to do a little differently. Uh, Court, um, you, we're seeing kind of like a trend with other companies with multiple shows. There's just the one show, MLW Fusion, for MLW. Is, is there any thought about expanding uh, MLW action? There is. Um, we're we're deep in deep in talks, like eighth inning uh, in the talks, and uh, we have uh, we have at least two bids on a second show. And you know, it's, it's a project that we've been looking at and what we see is an opportunity to kind of scale up our roster, uh, give more opportunities for our guys to work, put more eyes on our product, but do it a little bit differently. Um, will this be a brand split or something else? It's going to be a little bit of something else. Uh, but uh, you know, right now we're in a great spot because uh, Nick Khan at WWE, formerly of CAA, did an incredible job kind of taking people in show business, entertainment, whether it's linear network streamers and basically saying, Hey, Wrestling's where it's at, guys. You're missing the boat if you're not involved with wrestling, specifically WWE. Well, then he was very successful in closing his great deals with Fox and so on. Uh, they're set for several years, but then there are all these other people that he had conversations with that couldn't do those deals because uh, they didn't win uh, on their bids. And, and I'm the only free agent in the game. A lot of people, are, you know, we got AEW tied up with Warner Media, Access owns uh, Impact. Uh, I'm in a great position. I'm a free agent. Uh, my league has you know, certain rights for certain shows, but we have other shows we can create, other opportunities we can we can develop and explore with with, with networks and streamers. So uh, it's a gold rush moment in, in, in the content world, and with wrestling always being kind of uh, riding the crest of that that wave when it comes to 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 broadcast or the advent of pay-per-view or cable and, and streaming with Vince at, with the WWE network in 2014. It was genius um, with streaming, having this goal rush to wrestling has great value. Why? Because it brings eyes. It always has, and it brings them in large numbers. So we're in a great position. And, and after a year where the pandemic really just kicked everyone in the nuts, uh, it seemed like in January, everyone just was ready. Budgets just, um, just thought out and, and people were more engaged and excited and optimistic about 21. 
And uh, we're very excited for that to happen. So you know, we're, we're hopefully, you know, going to have some other stuff in the mix to, to share soon. But uh, can't wait. You know, one thing at a time. We're excited about it all. All right, make sure you break it here on Busted Open. Uh, CEO of MLW, the great Court Bauer Court. Thanks for the time and good luck, man, and excited about uh, MLW going to Vice. Hey, see you guys soon. See you on Vice. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.